I think that's okay you know what fuck it let's just god fucking start the goddamn podcast we've been recording for 45 minutes and i'm really really over this i just want to be done i just want to be done with this shit (laughs) welcome back to another episode of the golden hour coffee cast boys and girls i fucking hate this podcast we have 14 more episodes to go we have 14 more episodes to go before i can just stop doing this and never think about it again i don't even give a fuck what your name is today (laughs) I was about to do <laughs> I was going to do the other half since you got a little sidetracked no, there. No, fuck that. Bud. No names. <laughs> no names, no nameplates today. You put in all that work, and now you're just sending them home jobless. You're a monster. They had one thing going for them, Eric, and it was this show. You're taking that away from them. If you guys have not seen the, if you guys have not seen the, uh, the video, eagles turning humans into horses, I highly <laughs> recommend that you all go check that out. I will link that and I, I will put that into the, the uh, description. Where does that come from? From this, you you said something similar to to the line in the video where you just said they had this one thing. And I immediately went, oh. I had gi- <laughs> I had one thing. I had ginger ale and you drank it. <laughs> that's just on their channel, though. That's not no, actually no, no. Eagles the- Turning People, is it? No, that's in the video. That is in Eagles Turning Humans oh. Into Horses. I thought it was its own, like, skit no, 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 or something. No, no, that, no. Okay. Yeah, that was, like, right in the... That was when they were, they were taping the calculator onto the the box Ah. using dad (laughs) everything that i just said sounds like a fever dream all of it just sounds that video crazy as shit yeah 100 percent. oh you know um speaking of uh fever dreams videos that sound like fever dreams uh the other day i i came up with the the concept for one i i don't know if uh it's worth pursuing but but maybe it is maybe it is and I'm just like overthinking it. Uh, remember, I I know you remember uh, the video of how Pitch Perfect is actually about nine eleven. I that's why that's why I didn't ask. I said I know that you remember, but a conversation in one of the group chats came up the other day, and um, we brought up Heinrich or Heimlich whatever the fuck his name is, the fat caterpillar in The Bug's Life. Very oddly specific reference, but okay. Yeah. yeah, this is a bit more straightforward. It's not like as like out of left field as 9-11 pitch Kendrick perfect. Kendrick Kubrick, yeah. Yeah, right, right. We'll link that into um, the description too. We're just going to promote all of this weird YouTube content. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on, go on, go on. Uh how Heinrich started the uh, the health at any size movement back in like 1999. 
Dude, because think about it. He guilt trips. He are gaslights we, okay. his entire listen, group of listen, friends. Listen, listen. This into is just the encouraging them to shit, like. Right? You are a beautiful butterfly. This is this with is the wings that are like. Shit. Like. We can't do that. <laughs> no. No, Why because not? you're at a point where like. You're you're definitely the more conservative leaning one. If you start going into this like you can't <laughs> tell fat people they're fat shit, I'm done. This can this gets canceled so fast. <laughs> this is this is crazy. Okay, so this fucker like earlier today, uh, I don't know I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of this, but like he sends me the screenshot of this podcast like. Okay, the podcast straight up called Two Mix and a Wop. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Dude, that was that was some crazy like I got added into this like group for like filmmaking in Chicago and whatever. And that was just someone's like I'm assuming like a self promo piece on there. And they even like that that's the name of the podcast, yeah. right? It's and their guest was like, Oh, and like Sarah the Kraut or something. I was like, they even get their guests? Holy shit. We meme about getting canceled, but I, I mean, it's only one episode. If that's the name of the podcast, though, and they're consistent and like do the same thing to their guests, that's nuts. Like, we could was never... This on, was like, this on a, a Facebook group for yeah. filmmaking in Chicago? Yeah. Dude, I got out of all of those groups so quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so circle jerky and like they they perpetuate the whole like filmmakers work for free shit. It's so lame. Oh, what? Well, the ones that I was a part of. I don't know about like that specific right, one that yeah, you're Yeah, I don't even know yeah. the name of it off the top of my head. I just got like yeah. I just found it got added Everything to it is just so like gatekeepy in the groups that I was a part of. But granted, like, the, the groups that I was a part of were all, like, public. So right. it might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, no, yeah, that, dude, that, that, that the podcast name for that was fucking so fat. wild. Dude, I was, I was doing work. Like, I was editing. You sent me that screenshot, and I had to take, like, a 20-minute break. I walked away from my computer just like, <laughs> dude, we can't, they can't keep getting away with this. Because, yeah, like, man. the screenshot said episode 11. I'm like, they shot 11 <laughs> episodes of this shit. No one flagged <laughs> it. And this is not more talked about. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, man. And then, like, I think it was after all of that, I told you about, like, hey, you know, uh, my cousin's trying to sell me, like, uh, like, his white, you know, free candy van. Uh, what if we just like carved that shit out and made a podcast called like the Get in the Van podcast? Leave a comment if uh, you would watch and or listen to a podcast called Get in the Van. Leave a comment if you'd get in the van. Also true. <laughs> We're trying to kidnap everybody. <laughs> Ideally in a warehouse. Dude, that would be like the sickest intro. Like every like whenever we had a guest, we would just fucking put a burlap sack over them, throw them into the back of that van, no, and then they show up no. at the warehouse. The other way around. It's like the fucking ransom video. 
the intro is always just like pulling the burlap sack off their head with a featuring, pull the burlap sack off and then just name like duct tape over the mouth or some shit. Yeah, they're not- That would be hilarious. Look, this is what's gonna happen. Like they would have to sign the release form on camera because they're not gonna know that we're doing this. <laughs> we're gonna invite them to come onto the podcast and then just actually kidnap them. <laughs> Oh god, that's definitely the best way to go to jail. And I'm so for like you get you get arrested, right? And then all the, uh -huh. like you're in jail, you're having a conversation with like your cellmate is like what are you in here for? I I kidnap someone for a podcast. <laughs> That'd be so great. There was no ransom. They just refused to sign the release form and like it actually was just a fucking <laughs> felony at that point. If they sign oh, the dude, piece like, of paper. On the set, there's just like a bowl of candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that we kidnap for this podcast has to just look like a grown man. Otherwise, this is going to be so, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good point. Good. Thinking ahead. Yeah. Thinking ahead. Because like if we tried to bring the homie Alexis back onto this podcast with that like exact yeah, no, thing, that'd be it would bad. be like. She's she stands like maybe five four. I don't know how tall right. she is. So I right. I could she's tiny compared to the two of us. Right. We toss that yeah, bitch yeah. into the back of our van. It's over. It is over. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh man. They'd and call, two ways they'd call to go you, about the idea. They'd call you the half Mexican Drake Bell. Yeah. Mm. Man, but then we'd... we'd this is a really no, good we... idea. I hope no one takes this idea from us. We've put this out into the yeah. ether. Yeah, you know, no more, no more discussion on the ideas. Like, everything... You all just, like, non-verbally signed an NDA. <laughs> like, this is our shit. I'm putting the Listening NDA. To this podcast, I'm putting the NDA uh, into the description. Anybody that listened to this, this is going to be a fucked up description. Yeah. Anybody this week. that listened to this episode definitely needs to sign the release form, the NDA down there. <laughs> Take a picture of the signature, send it back to us. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do that, and we'll let you on the on the non-existent Patreon for free. I had like a general idea. Of you what also I need to this. include your address for for no for, for no, no specific yeah, reason. Yeah, for no specific reason at all. Hmm. <laughs> Am I gonna have to fucking buy this van for the meat? We don't have it. Like, dude, listen. The gas prices are so outrageous right now. If you bought that van, it would literally just sit there because we could not afford to yeah. actually go pull it's, off a it's, kidnapping. It's just sitting there now. That's why my cousin was like, "Hey, man, if you like need a car, like you can use it to do jobs. It'll pay for itself." I was like, "Now, when you include gas, it wouldn't pay for itself because, well, it it would, but then your paychecks would just pay for the gas at this point." Right. Yeah. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. Oh God. I had a I had a general idea of what I wanted to do with this episode. Because like we we strayed so far away from talking about art. 
in in like yeah. the past 20 episodes like we just haven't talked about art at all yeah except for the we one tried time. to last yeah, it, uh no not last week two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago. It, it it's like the one time where we talk about art and i'm just like don't do it kids <laughs> and there was a discuss i'm sure we could have actually talked yeah, about it for sure like i was game to but then we brought up Krispy Kreme donuts and we all know me hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna pour myself some dr pepper zero into this empty coffee cup right now i'm just gonna full disclosure at this point dr pepper please sponsor us oh thank you no but only dr pepper zero if it's that full sugar shit get the fuck out of my face seven up i don't think it's a different company eric shut up I hope they can it, hear this. Is it Coke or Pepsi? What's up? Who owns it? Is it Coke or Pepsi? Uh, I, I want to say Pepsi. That it is. Hold on. I don't think it is either. What? Yeah, I believe it is uh, the same company as Seven Up. I thought Seven Up was owned by one of them. Nope. Uh, because Sprite is Pepsi and Sierra Mist is Coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seven Up is the so best. So before one. we get to the secondhand stuff, there's like a middle ground 1.5 where it's Dr Pepper, Seven Up, and a couple of other mm-hmm. not quite knockoffs, but not quite the big brand. I okay. So I would say like you know, is that who makes Squirt? Yes, Squirt and like crush. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of so sense. It, it would be it would be kind of like a, you know, there's like the mainstream fast foods like Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, but then there's like that right. tier two that is still nationwide, but you know, it's a little bit under the radar. Well, like for nationwide under the radar, but it's like right. you know, it's a lot harder to find them, which would be like DQ Wendy's. Think about how easy it is to find. Like, I'd say a, like maybe Culver. No, because no, Culver's is just Culver's us is a Midwest Wisconsin. thing. Shake Shack is the West. Shake no. Shack is Shake East Shack Coast. is East Coast, and In and Out's West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Culver's is like our equivalent of those two. Yeah, and it's the yeah. best by far. It's not a contest. Ah, uh, no. Hard disagree. What? We're not what? getting into food talk again. We're going to go back to the art yeah, discussion. Fair, 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 no. Fair. In and out is like taste to price ratio. In and out is unfuck with a Yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of if you're just going by taste, just the food. In terms of just taste, yes, I will agree that Culver's yeah. is the best out of the three of them. But In and out is like actually unfuck with a price to price to taste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, also, um, their Culver's so good. in Culver's in Wisconsin is its own franchise. It is not the same anywhere else. It's like when they fucking try to open a Portillo's in Wisconsin, and I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't. It. Even, oh no, I did hear about them doing it, but obviously, I never even fucked with that. It's not good. It's not good at all. Probably not. It's the water. Yeah, man. It doesn't fuck your knees up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People in Wisconsin like got strong knees. 100%. Strong knees. 
that that's what makes the Chicago food stand out. It's whatever the fuck is in the water that is destroying our knee joints. Okay. Back to the back to the whole art thing. We tried to it's... have this discussion, like I don't know, maybe like episode five or some shit like that. Um and you are just you were just really bad at listening and understand you you kind of gave me an amber heard answer when i asked you the question Oof. but it was like what is the most influential thing like art piece or like show or something that made you want to become a voice actor and you were just like there's a lot of things and then you just started talking about nothing that related to what mm. the question was you basically told me you hit me and you didn't punch me like that's what happened <laughs> Every fucking episode, you got to find a way to get that shit back it's into this so show. It's so funny, man. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if I had to, if I had to say something, and like, I feel like, legally speaking, this might be like a mm, eyebrow raise, um, but I'd probably have to say Dragon Ball Z Abridged. It was just like people so passionate about a thing and like they over time they just when you're in high school you can just binge shit and not care and like everyone's sense of humor changed but like that shit kept growing with us and it was always relative and like by the time you know i was in college and they were wrapping stuff up the writing actually just like hit a point where it's like no this is not like anyone can go back to episode one and and everyone cringes but like this is like actually they did their own thing with it they were like everything about it was just like the passion was all there and like the voices were all great the jokes all landed and struck a good balance of like referencing the original material and like the guys behind it doing their own thing and just having fun with it but staying sort of true to like the ideas or like the uh, characteristics of the characters and everything and it was just so well done and something that like I was already so familiar with that they did such a great job with that I was just like and, th and then like I saw him in person and it was just one of those things where it all clicked where I was like these are just guys that are doing it because they want to do it they made this their job this is this is sick like this is a thing this is a job that's fucking awesome literally anything can be a job at this point though yeah i, I think like the first dude think about, think about this of... right like when we were growing uh -huh. up sorry I'm, I'm totally interrupting the the flow of the conversation we'll go back to it but like think about mm -hmm. when we were growing up as kids like what was your dream job growing up you know like people were, would be like you know firefighter astronaut policeman teacher for me it was for me from when i was a kid I wanted to be a doctor up until like eighth grade. And then I'm like, I want to be a lawyer. And I wanted to be a lawyer all the way until like, I decided that I wanted to be a filmmaker, right? We have kids running around being like, I want to be TikTok famous. I'm like, just shut the fuck up and go play in traffic kids. Right. Don't yeah, clip that up, out of context. Was... Don't clip that out of context, please. I just told an entire generation me, was... of kids to go play in, to go play in traffic. All right, kids, we're going to play hide-and-seek, but uh, we're all seeking the median. Only on I-94. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And we uh, are not playing during rush hour because it is much easier to dodge the car during rush hour than it is when it's open. Well, I wouldn't say dodge. It's way easier to hit a car during rush hour, but it's way less lethal mm-hmm. to hit a car mm-hmm. during rush hour. Yeah. So. Okay, we'll move on from that. Go go back to waxing poetic about why a team four star is like your your artistic crush. I mean, on that note, I said pretty much everything that I wanted to say. I was just going to add that, like, on on the note of, like, things changing as you grow up. Like, the first thing that I said I was going to do for the longest time was just paleontologist, just because I was that, that fucking obsessed so with fucking dinosaurs. sick, though. Being a paleontologist would be so dope. Yeah. I don't think it pays very and, well. Dude, I, I straight up so remember, dope. like, going up to, like, my sixth grade teacher... And being like, hey, so, like, I want to dig up dinosaurs for a job. Why do I need to know this math? (laughs) Fucking fair point, man. (laughs) Knowing how to calculate, like... I feel like, for the most part, people, like, bring that up at home, and then the parents are like, yeah, dude, fucking do it. But this was just, like, purely just innocently, like, why do I gotta do it? It's like... Knowing how to calculate the angle of a triangle is not going to help you find a fucking raptor bone, you know? Right. Yeah. Because, but the reason why I bring that up is, like, I've been thinking about the most influential movies or, like, just pieces of content that I've watched throughout my life. Uh, and I've come since up you with, watched everything everywhere? Yeah, a little bit. Just kind of, like, reflect on, on the things that have had, like, an, a, an actual impact on, on what I, on what I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I think the biggest thing that kind of like changed my or that I guess uh, made me realize that if I didn't go into filmmaking I would be miserable for the rest of my life was La La Land. I think I think we've talked about that movie so many times where it's like yeah that is probably the most influential movie that I've I've seen in my life, and then second place is almost definitely uh this is going to sound really stupid but rush hour two do tell so i remember going and watching rush hour two with uh my mom and dad when i was whenever that came up because like we used to do this thing uh when i was a kid where like we would go watch a movie every weekend and we would just Mm -hmm. go catch like the matinee screening and back then it was like three dollars a ticket or some shit like that we'd go to this really really ghetto like really really fucked up theater um the that theater is now currently a ross (laughs) (laughs) so uh that theater closed down like maybe 15 years ago Mm -hmm. maybe even longer than that but uh i just remember like that the experience of watching that movie with my parents and like how funny everything was and like hearing the entire theater erupt and i like the reason why that movie is so influential is like i want something that i make to have that kind of effect on someone that age Mm. so like when i was i think i was maybe like 10 or 11 it's like i want to make something where like a 10 11 10 or 11 year old sees it and it sticks with them for the for the rest right. of their lives and like they will always have that one memory of like this was like a really really fond memory that i have when i was a kid um and then 
third is Reservoir Dogs. That movie taught me how to write a script. If if to any viewer that has not watched Reservoir Dogs, I can literally give like a four hour seminar on why Reservoir Dogs is the greatest screenplay ever written. Um, I don't think anyone is actually going to be very interested in that kind of content. But if you are, leave a comment. I'll go ahead and make that. Get just oh, he will fucking give me a reason. Give me a reason to wax poetic <laughs> about why Reservoir Dogs is amazing. Do it. If this video gets one like, one like, one like, <laughs> I'll do an entire live stream breaking down Reservoir Dogs scene by scene. I'll I'll make it a poll on Spotify too. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can do it. I can fucking do yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think with. Uh, with a lot of, I think the the one thing that's similar to to the both of us in terms of like the the most influential piece of art, it just we found it at the right time in our lives. Mm. I think you found Dragon Ball Z abridged at a point in your life where you were really cringe. <laughs> and. Uh, I found La La Land when I was a sad boy. So that, yeah, that, yeah. that I, I will, I will give you. Yeah. But I, I, I think in, instead of like just the cringe, I think it was also, if we want to like really sort of get into it, it was finding something that had like a sort of community, but like also my like new friends were into it and were the ones that showed it to me. And it was just like, it was this big fucking thing of like, oh, you know, I'm not like the one kid in class that saw this thing and left and I was the only one. It was like a big fucking, you know, millions of people were watching this and referencing it and fucking throwing it out there and whatever. And whenever you pitched to someone who knew the material and they checked it out or like sent them a couple of clips, it was really well. It was getting to be really well done at the point that I started watching it. Like I watched the whole season in like one fell swoop. It was it wasn't on their channel, but you know when you just when it all the cringe is in one like hour and a half long video in high school, and you're not the best student, you don't even really notice that it's it's bad an hour and a half cringe. Long. Well, it's like just, the thing is, you it, get it wasn't even like, oh, okay, cringe. I get like I, I'm I'm mostly joking, but like Team Four Stars started something that was. It, it kind of changed a lot of things for future voice actors. Like, they they definitely set... They set they laid the groundwork for people to be able to do the things that, they, that they're doing now. You know what I mean? Right. It's, uh, it's, cool. it's always cool to see a passion project being built from the ground up and just being yeah. released and it being as successful as it was. That, that's why I think... As much shit as I give you for being into Dragon Ball Z abridged, I will always respect uh, Team Four Star, just because of everything that they represent. Because everything that they represent is the reason why I love La La Land. Mm. It's like, oh man, no, I'm not gonna go into the whole La La Land like wax poetic bullshit. Give me a second. Yeah, but I get it, because, like, at the end of the day, that was a film that sort of, like, brought to the forefront all of the ideas and stuff of, like, classic Hollywood, what made it great, what made people, like, enjoy it, and it was, like, a reminder for people who didn't 
watch films from like yeah, the golden it, age of hollywood it, it wasn't it's not even just that it's like if you just know the backstory of like why it was made like why it was written the oh, way that yeah. it was and like the making yeah. of that movie and how much of it was just like this one person that is so obsessed with keeping the traditions of film and the traditions of hollywood alive and literally a studio putting their faith in him of him just being like I'm going to spend half of this movie's budget on the opening scene of this movie. And we're going to going to shut down in like a highway entrance in Los Angeles to film this fucking intro. Like, and to see it su- succeed at the level that it did, that's always really, really inspiring. And I hope yeah. that I can do something like that in the future too. Like, um, there are a lot of passion projects that I, I want to do. And I, I think like, you know, once you've, been in once you've been beaten down by art for a couple of years uh you stop doing things for yourself you stop realizing that you wanted like you you forget why you wanted to do art in the first place Mm -hmm. and when you start realizing why you wanted like when you start remembering why you want to do art uh you realize you don't have the time to and it it sucks right and i think that that's why i went on that like don't do art rant two weeks ago because so much of it is just like i i remember now why i went into this i just don't fucking have time to do things for myself right i think it's that it's that sort of cycle of when you start because you're starting you know it's questioning your skills like where and how to start like am i good enough to like do anything that i want and you're just like looking for things for experience and as you build up the reputation and you're building your skills and everything as you start to come to that realization of like i want to do shit that i want to do all of a sudden you're just you booked yourself to like be able to live the lifestyle that you wanted to live doing the thing you said you wanted to do but each of the individual product or projects are like they're so far away from what to you, you want to do, right? Like, like your heart's not in like any of those. Because I think the I think the biggest problem, uh, and I, I feel like this is not a unique problem to me, and I feel like every single artist that has ever worked as a freelancer has experienced the same thing. It's uh. In the beginning, you don't really care about what it is that you're shooting or like making as long as it's art and you're getting paid. And then you reach right. a point where you start making money and you're like, okay, I need to make more money to sustain living. Like, right. I just need to make money at this point doing this thing. Yeah. And then once you start making money, that's when you start forgetting right. why you went into this right and uh that i think that's where i'm at right now yeah it's like you sort of see the same thing with like musical artists when it's like you know they they had the hit album and whatever and they do the same couple of things for the next album and then like the album after that they start doing something new and different because they were just like maybe just getting tired of whatever that formula was or like it's a completely different source of inspiration but they want to do it because like they're at this point so they know that 
they're living comfortably enough where if they do something that doesn't sell as well, they can still do something that they want to do and they don't really need to care or worry about yeah. how widely accepted it is because they have everything else going for them. Yeah. It's like, that's why people like that. That's why the right people want fame. The right people want fame to be able to live the like lifestyle of an artist comfortably to where they can do exactly what it is they want and not have to worry about being homeless or, you know, losing that lifestyle or having to pick up another job to sustain, sustain the, the, the want to be an artist. And it's, yeah. it's fucking, it's like a, it's scary. I think it's really, really scary. once you have your own business and you're making money and then all yeah. of a sudden you're thinking to yourself like, Man, I really want to just not do this thing anymore. Not not like the yeah. art thing, just like this thing that is making me money. I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And then you, you start having a lot of sleepless nights being like, do I really want to, like, do I really want to be a filmmaker or am I happy with where I, I am right now? And uh, yeah, so... Point being, don't be an artist, kids. Go into the trades. <laughs> go into the trades, stay in school. If anything, like, go be a lawyer, go be a doctor, stay in computer science, and, like, actually go into, go be, a, like, a computer, or, like, a software engineer. Just don't do art. It's, your mental health will, uh, will thank you for that. Yeah, it's, like, the jump into, like, full-time art I feel like is just full-time art that's like your own business is especially terrifying to people who like went to school for it and everything and like didn't take any sort of business classes or like are not money conscious because it's like okay I've I have been on this planet for 20 however many years and uh I have gotten by doing what I have been told to do, but now I'm that person that's telling what to do, but I also need to do the thing. But does the person saying you got to do this know what the fuck they're talking about? Because I'm that person and I don't think I know what I'm talking about. You know, jumping into all of a sudden, like you being your own boss, like it's, it's a fucking period of time where like nothing makes sense and it's a lot of learning on the fly really quick yeah i'm at that crossroads right now i've got people I say, oh yeah you know like i need some help doing this thing like send me your rates i'm like rates uh yeah see this um, is this is the problem like you need to know what your time is worth yeah even even and when i was starting with, out, like the self-worth and like, even even when i was starting out the work is worth even when i was starting yeah. out i knew what my time was worth like I don't know. And I, that's why, like, as an artist and when you're going to, like, go into it, you need to, like, be comfortable and, like, know yourself. Like, you can't go in, like, oh, I think I am pretty all right. You know, it's 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 not much, but it's honest. Uh, it's, it's an honest, honest attempt. No, fuck that, dude. Yeah. Like, you need to, like, be able to, like, stand your ground and be like, no, I, I know 
what I'm doing. This is how much, how you go about charging. That's another whole fucking thing, depending on what it is you're doing. If it's a day rate, if it's project by project, hourly, like fucking different kinds of art go by different sorts of things. And it's all a fucking mess, but you know, you got to do your research in order to gotta make do, a living yeah, doing dude, the like, thing. I don't know. It, it's not, it's not that difficult or even hard to just kind of flat rate, say, this is how much money I want. Because I think I think so many people like philosophical discussion, yay, philosophy talk, radio. Um, I think as a as a society, like just American society as a whole, uh, we've been taught to be so self conscious about like talking about money and how much we make. And I think a lot of that is just we're we're conditioned to be like, oh man, this is a really embarrassing and way too personal of a thing to talk about. Uh, fuck that. Fuck that. I think, I think you should be okay with talking about your salary, even if it's low. Like, the only way that we're going to be able to, uh, the only way that we're going to get future generations of business owners and freelance artists to get to a point where they're okay with asking for the right amount of money is to teach them that it is okay to talk about what your salary is. Right. Because like I think that I think that's part of the reason why you're having issues because it is it feels so weird the first time that you're asking someone for like this is how much my day rate is. Like this right. is how much I I I that know you're being my t- Well, it it's more yeah. Like when someone asks yeah. you what your day rate is and you give them the rate, like that first time feels really really weird. Right. But that's just because we've been conditioned to not talk about money yeah. right that that's my that that's my like psa yeah that that's it i don't and really it's also yeah there's also like a little bit more to it too where it's like knowing exactly like what the work itself is worth in general like you know comparing like obviously if it's a small scale project you're not going to charge fucking hollywood like disney movie scale pricing if it's you know a, a fucking music video or you know you're not going to charge well, but you have to know what the they... budget you have to know what the budget of the yeah. project is because right. if it's a project that you care about and that like you believe in then of course you might be willing to take a lower price just to be a part of it but like yeah uh you need to know what the the industry st- or like you need to know what the standard rate is going for, right like exactly like in your city mm-hmm. and you charge accordingly right like but but that all just comes with research yeah that that is important that it's important for you to do it because if too many people like if too many people go into it and they're too like oh you know i'm new so i don't really know what i'm doing so like for everybody i'll do it for i'll do it for uh mcdonald's it fucks all of a sudden you're telling everyone that's looking for looking to hire those types of people that your work ain't worth much, so you can get away with like paying people less, and that just fucks over like everyone in that field of work. There's in that a reason why video itself. editors are like the most underappreciated people inside of the industry. Like, holy right. shit, man! People really be out here paying them like pennies, and that's just because there are so many video editors that are working for like smaller and YouTube channels that are okay with just working for exposure. There is nothing wrong with that. I have shot videos for free. 
for right. exposure, just for my own portfolio. And I get it. That that is it's such a shitty part of starting out, but that's just something that you need to do. Right. Like, uh, it, it's this idea of understanding that you when you're starting out and you don't have a portfolio, you have zero leverage once you hit the client meeting room. You have nothing to show the client at that point of paid of like hired work. Like you have nothing to show them. So that's why you need to do. Sometimes you just need to do shit for free to, to get, to get your foot in the door. But yeah. And when uh, it comes to the client work, it's important to have like that resume because that's something where instead of just your resume that you made when you were a student, where sure you might've been like given a prompt by a teacher or whatever, if it's for client work, you want to be able to show other people who are looking to hire you that you can work with people who are going to pay you to deliver what that person yes. wanted and you got paid for the thing or whatever. Yeah. Like they, that's the thing is, what the thing is, that sort of portfolio does and why it's a different thing that you want to have done and out there and presentable. It's very, very easy for you to have a portfolio of videos that you, for me personally, it's like a videos that you shot for yourself. Because everything you yeah. you storyboarded everything like ground up, so it looks exactly the way that you want it to. But uh, that doesn't give a client the confidence that you are able to give them what they want. Yeah. So that, you need that's that's why you need to collaborate with the client. Yeah, but um, the whole thing with the video editors, it's like uh, people undervalue how much work it goes into making a good video. Like, people really, really undervalue how much time uh, it takes to get good at that craft. I don't even want right. to... I don't consider myself a good video editor at all. Um, but, yeah, it, it it takes time to, to learn how to do all of that. And, uh, yeah, stop underpaying your fucking editors. And don't expect the your buddies to do shit for you for free right off or like if they've like become established or anything if they're starting a business and stuff don't fucking ask for like a sticker for free they're trying to like make this their living just dude stickers are like five bucks guys i um this this has not happened to me but i i read on on reddit this story of like um this wedding photographer was asked by his friend to come to the wedding and bring his camera and i'm just like that's so shitty that's literally the shittiest thing that you can do because this is this is the this is the truth of the matter like if if you were to ask me right like you're getting married to your girlfriend tomorrow and you're like, hey, dude, can you shoot the wedding video for me? I wouldn't charge you money because I wouldn't want you to pay for for like my services. Mm-hmm. Because if I do something and you don't like the the outcome of it, I don't want it to be this whole issue of like I have to give you a refund and shit like that. I feel like most wedding photographers and videographers think the same way. I may be wrong. But... Uh, people that I've talked to, people that I've interacted with, we all kind of operate under the same thing where it's like, if we're going to shoot a wedding for our friend, it's going to be for free because we don't want to have uh, that kind of transactional relationship. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but just be, also... but be up front and be like, hey, can you shoot this for us? And like, you know, fucking posture a little bit and be like, oh, you know, this is our budget. Would you be willing to... Because here's here's the, here's the the tr- the fact of the matter, right? We're either going to shoot it for free or we're going to give you a really big homie discount. Because right. you, at the end of the day, you're our friend. Don't pull yeah. that bullshit where you're like, bring your camera. You know, you can just take pictures for fun. It's like this is my fucking job. All right. Right. I go. I yeah, go like and that's... I go to these weddings and I take videos and I take photos for these people. Like, this isn't fun. This isn't a for fun thing this is what i do for a living right. you're inviting me to like be a anytime... part of the party right like not mm. like fuck off right because it's like anytime that equipment gets busted out like immediately like when when it's your job you're just thinking of like the safety of everything making sure that everything's like taken care of and it's like a completely different level of like awareness and mindset that you have to be in for that event. Like you cannot just be there to enjoy the moment if any of your equipment is out. Cause if you're out there and just taking pictures for fun and there's kids running around and someone like fucking trips you, you're fucked. Yeah. Well, the thing is you can't, in, th- it, this would literally be like, okay, let, let's say that, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm getting married, right? And mm. my friend that I'm inviting to the wedding is like an accountant or like just a tax guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, by the way, when you come here, can you look at these spreadsheets and just do my taxes for me? Like, that is what you're yeah. asking someone to do when you're like, just bring your camera. Yeah. Like, no, that's not cool. If yeah. you're inviting us to actually be a part of your wedding, like... We want to be there and enjoy the moment with you guys. If we happen to bring our cameras, of course, we're going to take pictures and send it to you. Don't fucking ask us unless you're willing to pay for it. Sorry, PSA right. over. Wow, this episode got really preachy. This is oh, what we I don't mean, talk about it's, art. It, it's been, like, not, not so much preachy up until, like, now. And even then, it's more of, like, a forewarning, like, hey, think of the other guy sort of thing. Um... But yeah, no, it's just been like, hey, this is this is what are like these are the questions and like the situations you're going to find yourself in a life where you've decided to pursue art or something and again. In the arts. I'm again, seriously, don't go into it, please. I'm not joking. Like I am going to do everything in my power to steer my kid away from from making a life out of this because this is this is not the life that anybody wants. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that goes on that, like, because if you start your own business and freelancing and stuff, like, education in general doesn't do enough to prepare you for, like, the money side of the world, which is how the world works. But when they do, it's sort of under the guise of, like, Oh, your employer pays for blank, 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 and all that kind of jazz. Like, there is no preparation. There's virtually no preparation in any education system that is not specifically guided towards freelancing uh, will do to prepare you for that kind of stuff. 
unless you go to college or like go to a workshop that's for freelancers or something like that you specifically no. you're not going to have any yeah. idea what it's to do. it's like they can't teach you anything about freelancing in college like honestly yeah. they can't like it, this is the other thing too um freelancing i think is the stupidest way to do art but i think it that that like in my opinion it is the only way to do art um mm. i think we've had this conversation off camera and it it's very very gatekeepy but at the same time i'm just like not jumping in head first full time doing this freelance thing gives you a reason to pussy out it gives you an excuse to just be like oh i'm not ready i'm just putting my foot in i'm just trying mm. that if you just dive head first into the art pool like I did, it is not it's scary. Right. But, you know, sink or swim. Trial by fire. Yeah. And so much of it is like I understand that people have reservations about doing art in the first place as as a career path because like it's not stable. Uh, you know, things come in waves. And it's it's a really, really stressful career path. Um, but I don't know. I feel like anybody that wants to do it should just uh, jump in. Like, there are no... Don't give yourself an excuse. Because the more time that you spend being like, oh, I can't do it because of this reason and this reason and this reason, you're just not going to do it. You're going to keep making excuses for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then people will ask you uh, what you've been up to. And you're going to say you've been at the same spot for the last five years because you've been too worried to do what it is you say that you really want to do. Yeah. I'd rather be... I'd rather be where I, I am right now, where I'm not entirely happy with the stuff that I'm making, but I'm still doing the thing that I said that I was going to do six years ago, mm -hmm. rather than be working somewhere that I'm miserable at and constantly talking about how I'm going to be a videographer. Right. And it's like, if nothing else like the longer that you keep yourself in that cycle the more real you need to be with yourself like the first year maybe two of you saying you know you're doing this thing having like friends and family members ask you like hey how how's this thing going he's like oh you know kind of looking going. for clients it, it it's you know we're it's figuring going. things out second year they're asking you and you have the same answer. You you might be worried about like what they think if that's the case, but you should be like listening to yourself too. Third year hits and you're still saying the same thing. You need to be asking yourself if you're going to do the thing or if you're just saying it to be quirky and different. And, you know, you got to you got to do it or not do it. At that point, just fucking. Because you don't want to be the dude. You don't want to be the person who has been six years. Like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm kind of nervous about these uh, 
auditions. auditions. I don't really do well with clients. I get really nervous. And keep giving yourselves out. You're not going to get in. Because this is this is uh, this is kind of the the reasoning behind all of this. The sooner that you just jump in, the sooner you're gonna fuck up a client work, like a client project, and then you get over it. The longer you wait, the first time, like, the longer you wait, the older that you get. The first time you fuck up a client project, you are going to feel so miserable. Because at least when you're young, you're stupid enough to just kind of take it on the chin and then just move forward no matter how embarrassing it is. Right. But the older you get, the more you have to think about, okay, I have to pay for these bills. I have to pay for all of this shit. You know, your life gets to a point where you have certain financial obligations. Right. You can't just take a client hit to the chin when you're old because you have like you start worrying about your mortality once you reach a certain age. When you're fucking 22, you don't give a shit. Right. And it's also like, you know, your clients aren't going to get your fucking biographies. They're not going to know what your situation is. And if the first time, like if you're new to the industry, if you're new to working with clients and like you waited until you were like 30 years old to like jump in that pool and it's your first client or your your third client shit happens. You fuck up shit happens if you make a rookie mistake and you're 30 they're not going to know that you just started working with clients in the last year they're going to think you've been doing this for eight years and made a first year mistake it's not it's does not look good for you no it's not also just not hard to jump in yeah like okay you break it down like this you're either a working artist or you're not there's no in between you can't be someone that is trying to work as an artist you either are someone that is making money making art or you're not mm -hmm. don't don't be the latter if you want to be no don't be the yeah Don't be the latter if you want to you be want the to former. be the former. Yes. Yeah. 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 That. Holy shit! My brain just stopped working for a second there. <laughs> I like stroked out. Fuck. Yeah. Me. I had to like before I completed the sentence. I had to sort of be like. Yeah. Wait. The the latter was or don't right. Yeah. Okay. So did yeah. Because I think that's where you I'm got caught up, and then you just like couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah. I'm a writer. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. It's it's like don't don't be scared. Because if you fucking like nosedive or like you steer too far into the if you fuck up, right? And you just crash into the median the first client that you work for and you're just like this is not for me. If you start early enough, you can like course correct your life and do something else. If you jump in too late and you burn and like, let's say you're 35 when you, when you make this decision and you just like fucking crash into the median, it's, it's not gonna, it's hard for you to course correct after that point, man. Mm hmm. So you just, just make the decision so like one, don't be an artist. Don't. <laughs> All right. That's, that's the first thing. Don't be an artist. <laughs> Two, if you're going to be an artist, do it early. 
And three, if you do it early enough, just fucking dive in. Don't give yourself the don't give yourself any excuses. Mm-hmm. Because you're not doing yourself any service. Like you're doing yourself a disservice by giving yourself these outs of like, oh, I'm just gonna stay here for a couple of years and then I'm gonna go and move on and, and try to do this full time. Because like that couple of years is gonna end up being five, six years and then it's just it's late. It's really yeah. late in the game. And the people that like you would have been competing with that is in your age range now, they have years five, six years industry experience and all you yep. have is just all of this theory. You have theory and that's cool. But there is a huge difference between theory and practice. Yeah. Not to mention anyone who is, you know, was in high school that is now graduated and also entering the industry. Like there's just more competition the longer you yeah. wait. It, there's no, it's stupid. It's stupid to wait. You should, yeah, grab the opportunity by the balls and just do it while you're still young. Because mm -hmm. while you're still young, uh, yeah, you don't worry about your mortality at all. Shoutouts to all. You think you do? You don't. Shoutouts to all those nights we got in the car when we definitely shouldn't have. I, I okay. Off the off the art thing, I made this realization. Um, sometime like two three weeks ago, if I had gone to law school, the the way that I planned, I would have graduated law school during the pandemic, and that would have sucked. Because that means that I would have graduated law school and been like $200,000 in debt when no one was hiring. Oh, fuck. Like Way that, to be an artist. That would have fucking sucked. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But you would have made all that money back if you were one of those Twitch streamers doing the fucking Johnny Depp Amber Heard case. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Fuck you. I thought I thought about like what it would have been like if I went to law school. I just don't think I would have passed. I think I was so burnt out from school by the time that I graduated that I was just mm. the idea of going back and spending three years like learning, just doing a bunch of fucking logic puzzles and learning the ins and outs of constitutional law. Oh God! Right. I probably would have crashed and burned and failed at it my first year. Damn. And even if I got through, fuck me, I don't even know if I could pass the bar. <laughs> that is the big one. And I feel like, oh, I don't know, I feel like given all that, it would have been that much harder to, to like, quit your vices that you've managed to here and now. Maybe I've just seen too many movies of, like, the lawyers just fucking smoking, but... Well, I think... God. The idea of me being, like, a defense attorney. Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah, I agree. I'd be, like, a pack and a half a day smoker again. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that I would have been a very good... Uh, a very good lawyer either. I think I would have been a, a pretty decent like prosecutor, 
but there's no way in fuck that I ever could have done like civil court yeah like yeah public defense you get way too angry <clears throat> to be a defense attorney <clears throat> i feel like doing defense and stuff in general for the most part i think it's harder for you specifically to have your heart in it as opposed to like fighting for someone doing a thing no like, i think no 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 you used the wrong word i think they didn't do that they did this I think it depends on what I'm defending. I think that I would, I think, I think there's a part of me that would have been, uh, that would have really liked to work as a public defender because the, the idea of, the idea of, uh, working with someone that is less financially capable of like hiring representation would like that. That's just something, no matter how, um, that one of the one of the YouTubers that I watched, um, mm-hmm. his name is Nate the Lawyer, like his YouTube channel right. is Nate the Lawyer, uh-huh. uh, and his whole thing is like I don't have to trust you, but it is my it is my like sworn duty as a as an attorney to provide you the best uh, the best representation that I can possibly give you every step of the way. I don't have to believe you, but I still have to defend you. Right. Um, and the reason why I, I like his channel the most out of like all of the, the law tubers is his main source of income is YouTube and he does all of his defense work pro bono, which basically means for free. Wow. And I'm like, politically, we don't line up. He, he's very, very clear about where he lines up on the political spectrum, but, uh, yeah you have to respect that you have to respect what he does he's a he's an ex-cop taught at a uh he was a law professor at at one point and now he's a he's a defender that does pro bono work and i'm just like he's overall that is a very very inspirational and like that's something that you should uh you should look up to regardless of political meetings right yeah no that's super cool yeah i i think that would i think that would be where i would like if i ended up being a lawyer that's where i would have wanted to to go like get to a point where i could do pro bono work and just help people i think that's Mm -hmm. the that would be the one way where i could be a lawyer and go to sleep at night would you be able to say that after three more years of school Oh, fuck no. <laughs> what the hell? Well, one, here, here's, here's, the, here's, the real, here's the real shit, right? So uh-huh. I probably would have ended up going into patent law uh, because that, that's pretty much like what my, my, undergrad, um, my undergrad degree would, would have left, led me towards. But my LSAT score definitely would not have been good enough to get me into any sort of like top tier law school mm-hmm. so i probably would have had to i would have ended up somewhere um not very great and but like law school is still expensive as fuck dude doesn't matter if you're going to like a tier three school or not oh i'm sure yeah so i would uh, after three years of school 
fuck the pro bono work. You better be paying me six figures so that I can pay this shit off, bro. Right. Like, goddamn. I better be making 180 grand working for big law. Or, uh, you know, working at a learner in row. Learner in row. Our attorneys for you. Call 222-22-22. Peter Francis Tracy. Also true. Yeah. What would you do? I, I know this episode's running long. I don't even care. Uh, if I wasn't going into yeah the voice acting and stuff, uh, I think something like I don't know carpentry. I like doing it when I was like at the at the theater and stuff uh, in community college, so like learning how to and just the practical application to that sort of thing, you know. Let's you do a lot of cool shit if you actually know what you're doing and how all the tools work. All yeah. of a sudden, you can do basically anything around the house. You don't need to worry about fucking paying other people. You just got to figure out equipment rental. Or you just make enough money where you just buy the shit. Yeah, but like, then you need definitely a not place the heavy to machinery. put all the shit. Not the heavy machinery, but like all the power big tools. tools. Yeah, I don't know. Because you're not like... I think you're not going to have an apartment and have a fucking table saw on a panel saw. Like yeah. you will need a house. Yeah, but like if you have a house, you can or build a, a shed. If you have a house, you can build a shed. Yeah. If you're a carpenter, you know how to build a shed. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I don't know. I think I think in a in an alternate timeline in an alternate timeline, I probably would have ended up being a software engineer as opposed to going to law school. Um, but the idea of being a law tuber and just like capitalizing on that fucking debt versus herd uh, trial is insane. Yeah, I could I could see you trying to like. Uh, dude, you do like trying to do that in like the most entertaining way possible, but being like, no, no, no I have a background in law, kind of, sorta. No, like if I was actually a practicing attorney. Oh yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent, I would do that. Yeah. I, there's there's no way that like, if I was a software engineer, I wouldn't do anything with like the the law to background shit because like, one thing that all of the lawyers constantly talked about because there are so many people that because of this trial there uh a lot of people are inspired to go to law school which is fine i think if you have an idea of what you want to do in law you should go for it because you have it's the same thing that i i, I say when i talk about art where it's like you have to have an end goal you can't yeah. just say i want to do art you have to know what success looks like for you when you go yeah. into that field um like, if you're going to law school just to go to law school, you're sinking six figures into a nothing, like a nothing sandwich. Yeah. Like, and it's so much easier to figure things out if you, like, set a specific goal for yourself. Because yeah. then you can, like, try to work backwards and see, like, like, what you need to know to get there and, like, figure out all the steps to get there and then actively, 
Like once you actively seek them and figure them out, you can take those specific yeah. steps to try and like, put yourself in. Law that place. is such a law is such like a vague it's a very broad thing. Like, do you want to go into prosecution? Do you want to go into defense? Like, do you want to be a trial lawyer or do you just want to be someone that like sits there and uh, writes contracts and shit like that all day? Like, right. what do you want to do as a lawyer? Yeah. Because if you don't have that idea, then you need to get into one of those top tier schools just so that it gives you leeway after you graduate for you to be able to get work. Mm hmm. Uh, but if yeah, you go in it's, it's like the same thing with acting almost it's like okay yeah like yeah, yeah. stunt actor fucking voice actor classical theater shakespeare specifically musical uh, theater do you want to musical be a screen theater actor? any of that kind of yeah because um, like that is uh that that's political kind of, actor that, that's the thing. fake actor fucking Stop. january 6th Sixth actor, actor. <laughs> I think that's the I think that's the problem that a lot of people go into and it, it it happens in undergrad too where a lot of people go into college not really thinking about what they want to do after college. So they get a degree in like fucking philosophy and then you're just kind of like what do you what do I do with this now? Right. So, if you have an end goal, go to law school. If you don't, Maybe not. Because, like, the LSAT is fucking expensive. The LSAT is so expensive. If you have an end goal, like, judging by what that goal is, like, make, like, make that's when you start decision. to consider college. Yeah. Don't just go to college because, like, 85 to 90% of your graduating class is going to. If you're going to go to college right out of high school, go to community college. Take the yes. gen eds, 100%. figure your shit out. 100%. Figure your shit out. Don't put yourself into debt. Yeah, unless it, you were like people are playing 4D like, chess and you had straight A's from fucking and like were team captain of a state championship see, but team and you thing. get like a full ride someplace. This is you the get problem. a full ride someplace, maybe. No, this is the problem with that whole full ride thing, right? If you still have no idea what you're doing and then you go to like, let's say you get a full ride to a state school, right? Dope. Super cool. Really, really happy for you. You get there and you catch that party bug you're going to lose your scholarship. Mm. That's true. That's true. Take it from someone with personal experience. Not a full ride, but he did lose a scholarship. Right. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. And God it, knows that if I wasn't, like, at a community college first and a for, college where, like, I didn't need to live on campus, like, if I was living not at home for college that would have been me hi jesse's sister every time they walk in they just look straight in the camera and they're like oh no i got caught and i'm just like right. bro just fucking come on come on uh uh okay i think this is uh this is a good place to end yeah yeah uh, good one. Good one. Like and subscribe. Check the yeah. check the, the description for a couple of videos. Our Linktree link with all the social media stuff. A lot of videos. Check the polls on Spotify and whatnot. Or uh, if Don't you guys would do watch, art. art is like cocaine. Don't do it even once. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. See ya. You didn't even let me...